listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonçalves. Hi everyone, I'm Ricardo Gonçalves. This is SBS on the Money from the SBS newsroom for this Tuesday, the 15th of December 2020. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Ahead, home buying intentions rise. We'll speak with the Commonwealth Bank, Stephen Halmarek, about that. But first, to the Australian share market, which fell today by 0.4% on the 200 to 6,631. BHP led the losses off by 2.3%, but CSL rose 1.2%, and accounting soft where zero, the company, hit a new record. But the big story today in the corporate world was APRA scrapping that cap on bank dividends, which restricted them to pay below 50% of earnings to shareholders as a result of COVID. For more on that and the rest of the day's action, I spoke earlier with Kyle Rodder from IG Markets. Kyle, the market is down today. Why? Uh, led down by the miners, generally speaking, today, or at least the commodity complex. So it was generally a pretty mixed day's trade. Um, we're only down marginally by about half a percent. But we did see overnight on Wall Street a bit of a dip in commodity prices, which have obviously been on a tear recently. There's also been the additional factor of um, that Chinese uh, ban on, on Australian coal in, uh, uh, imports into, into China that also rattled nerves a little bit too. And given part of that, do you think we've seen a peak in iron ore prices since they reached those seven-year highs? It's a great question. Um, on the one side of the equation, there's still the expectation that the global economy will continue to pick up into 2021 and that will be led by industrial activity in China. Um, there's also talk that there continues to be a bit of a deficit in um, uh, iron ore supply across the globe. In contrast to that, we are seeing the futures curve for iron ore going to what's called backwardation, which sort of suggests that in the futures market, there's the expectations that prices will go down. And there's also the belief now, too, that maybe some of the uh, rally that we've seen over the last couple of weeks in iron ore prices has been very speculative driven, so maybe we're due for a pullback. Now, this next story is as expected, but still big in that APRA has removed its dividend guidance for the banks, so now banks can pay more than 50%. Surely this is good news for investors relying on, on high dividends, but to what extent do you think these high payout ratios will be returned? Well, 100%, it's a good thing for, for um, income investors who have been deprived of income this year because of low interest rates and then effectively cuts to di dividends you know, mandated from a regulatory point of view or just because companies have wanted to shore up their balance sheet. Um, I think in time, we'll continue to see banks lift their payout ratios as the economy normalises and interest rates uh, start to climb a little bit um, in uh, the, the, the longer term. I think it might be a bit of a slow grind to get back to where we were before the crisis, though. Things are going to be a very slow and uneven uh, uh, recovery um, as we go forward for the um, uh, broader economy. And I think the banks will look to adjust their dividend payouts to reflect just the slight uh, gradual improvements that they see in, in their bottom line, um, in line with obviously conditions in the broader economy. Okay, so higher dividends. Some investors uh, or experts are suggesting we may also see higher uh, interest rates sooner rather than later because of this faster economic recovery. But what's the market thinking? Well, it's really difficult actually to get a feel on what the market expects now with interest rates for two reasons. One, bank reserves have um, really um, increased considerably because of some of the RBA's uh, policy mechanisms this year. So the money markets are really hard to get a good gauge on what the markets are actually thinking in terms of interest rate expectations down the line. Not only that, but we've got the RBA pretty much pegging uh, rates out to about three years to 0.1%, which means that, again, we can't get a good feel on what the markets are expecting or a free market look on, on the expectations for interest rate policy. Um, but what we have seen over the last couple of weeks is a steepening of the yield curve in Australia in expectations of a pickup in inflation and a pickup in growth. And there is 
uh, there is speculation amongst the commentariat or, or commentators like me that potentially because of that pickup and growth in inflation uh, happening sooner rather than maybe the RBA um, had previously expected or, or had guided, that they might start pulling back on their forward guidance about when they'll increase interest rates. So it's not really showing up in market pricing too much, but it's certainly a hot topic at the moment. I guess the other reason for that is we're seeing the Australian dollar rising against the US now to 30-month high. Why? And, and where do you think the dollar's going? I think if we continue to see this recovery play out for the global economy into 2021, and that really depends on the vaccine, is that the Australian dollar, dollar probably moves higher in the long term, albeit probably with some pullbacks on the way because we've seen such an aggressive rally in the short term. I mean, what's moving the Australian dollar? Well, it's a number of things. First and foremost, the highest correlation remains with Australian, uh, sorry, US equities. So the correlation between S&P 500 futures and the Australian dollar is very strong and suggests that the, the dollar is a sentiment proxy. But the other things that we've got really working in the dollars, uh, Aussie dollar's favour is the greenback is at multi-year lows. So the Fed is really putting downward pressure on, on the greenback. And we're also seeing iron ore prices, like we spoke about before, and the broader industrial commodity complex climb, which is good for our exports, good for our dollars. And looking into your crystal ball, where to for the market in 2021? And what do you think the key themes will be? Uh, I think to start with, the first three months is really going to be about vaccine rollout, vaccine distribution, and the recovery in Europe and the United States. Um, Asia is looking very positive, and markets are reflecting that. But there's still this sort of short-term, long-term divide between Europe and, and, and the United States in terms of economic growth, where everyone's worried about the pandemic and lockdowns in both of those regions in the short term with a view of things getting better into 2021 because of the vaccine. So anything that disrupts the rollout of the distribution of the vaccine or it becomes uh, clear that maybe it's not as uh, effective as everybody was hoping and the recovery is slower, that's the kind of thing that will drive uh, market action. For the time being, markets are expecting that to go reasonably well. Um, and so as a result, we're seeing market participants remain very bullish and very confident. Colorado there from IG Markets and when the market closed the Australian dollar was buying 75.2 US it did hit a 30 month high of 75.8 today now to the National Australia Bank which says record low interest rates government stimulus and a brief dip in property prices has driven a surge in first home buyer activity over the past Three months with lending up 21% compared with the same period a year ago. NAB says the strongest lending growth has been in Queensland, up 39%, followed by Western Australia. And flexible working arrangements have seen regional areas surge. Regional New South Wales, the standout, led by Ballina, Port Macquarie and the Central Coast. And demand is expected to continue into 2021 with separate data by the Commonwealth Bank, showing home buying spending intentions rose in November across all demographics. So for more on that, Sarah Dowling spoke earlier with Stephen Helmerich, the Chief Economist at the Commonwealth Bank. Well, so the household spending intentions for home buying was uh, very strong in November. Actually, it was the strongest reading since our series started in 2015. And so it seems like the Reserve Bank rate cut at the start of November and the very low uh, fixed rate mortgages that are on offer uh, really has encouraged uh, quite a big increase in home buying intentions over the month. Yeah, so record low interest rates are helping there, but do you think some of the government stimulus like Home Builder could also be boosting the first home buyers market? Yes, I, I think that is the case. So we can see uh, in lending that both owner occupiers uh, and first home buyers are up. So uh, first home buyers have also been owner occupiers, but definitely uh, an increase being seen in first home buyers and owner occupiers, certainly relative to investors. So I think uh, the combination of the low interest rates, a better outcome for the labour market than previously expected, and the support packages uh, by a number of governments 
uh, do seem to be helping uh, home buying. We've heard from the Reserve Bank recently that they're going to keep rates on hold for at least three years. But do you see any risk there if the housing market does come back really quickly that they might need to act sooner? Um, so our view is that the rise in house prices is not going to create uh, concerns around financial stability because the, the financing costs are so low. So you're, you're getting an increase in house prices without a significant increase in leverage, and that's, that's really important so uh, that the housing market doesn't create uh, instability elsewhere. So we still think the Reserve Bank is likely to keep the cash rate on hold for at least three years, and you can see that in the very low fixed rate products as well. Uh, but the, the other aspect of the Reserve Bank's uh, policy easing, which is the target on three-year government bond yields in their quantitative easing program, that's where they may need to um, consider whether the economy still needs the extra support that those programs are providing, probably uh, uh, through uh, the second half of 2021. Stephen Halmarek there from the Commonwealth Bank speaking with Sarah Dowling. And that is SBS On The Money for this Tuesday, the 15th of December 2020. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.